I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now, please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to learn and hear the latest paranormal stories from Bigfoot to Angels. Anything and everything out of the ordinary, your personal stories will be shared here where positive feedback might be given or advice or whatever. I'm telling you, I'm just somebody like yourself who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I'm hoping to help others do the same thing to better understand what's going on around us because how else are we going to get to the bottom of any of this if we're not talking among ourselves, if we're not sharing our research, if we're not commenting on the things that we hear. I'm talking about anybody who is even interested in these topics. It is time to open up the floodgates and stop (laughs) putting a break on anybody who wants to inquire or learn more. So again, I welcome you all. Go to my main website, which is HeidiHallis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me about what it is that you're experiencing or researching or have questions about. That is what I'm here for. That's what this program is here for. Before all of my shows, I try to address one of your emails or just something that pops up in the news or whatever comes to mind. So tell me what's going on and then listen to me read off your emails. Nine times out of 10, people want to send the emails versus hopping on the show, which is fine. I totally get it. Trust me. I thought I was going to pass out the first time I was a guest on Coast to Coast AM 20 years ago. Not kidding. George Norrie, he and I have been hanging out for a while on the airwaves, and uh, it's been quite a ride. And uh, I will forever be grateful for him and Tom Danheiser and the whole crew there at Coast to Coast for having me on so much over the years that has now led me to hosting my own show on their new podcast network. So anyways, here we go, everybody. Guess what today is? 
Today is all about my favorite type of show, answering all of your emails. Yep, I am telling you, it's uh, it's it's fun. I, I just I like hearing these stories. And it's not like I like hearing the horror. I like hearing from people and their gut instincts to what it is they're experiencing and how they react and, and all the different elements that go into it. So the more details people give, the better. And it gives us uh, all who are listening, um, the chance to decipher and to judge these things better, not to place judgment but to judge better. You know what I'm saying? Not to try to poo-poo somebody for what they believe to be true for themselves, but to essentially decipher, hmm, is that demonic? Hmm, is that a ghost? Is that a spirit? Uh, What's this UFO going on here? You know, is that a man-made craft? You know, what's going on? So all of it. And I don't propose to be absolutely 100% accurate on anything. Got it? Okay, I am flawed just like anybody else who's just trying to lend a hand and some insight. I've written a lot of books, spoke a lot of places, and been a lot of shows, and I'm just uh, I'm dishing it out as I can. Um, you know, I wanted to share first before I hop over to your emails, which are wonderfully juicy from what I could see from a distance. <laughs> I don't usually read them ahead of time unless I see in the first line, please don't read this on the air. And then I'll respond and say, okay, got you. You know, I won't do that. Um, or don't use my name, you know, that type of thing. I try to keep my eyes peeled for such things. But I want to share uh, something odd that happened to me. And... Um, very, very, very strange. And I, I keep pondering this thing. And this this happened a few months ago. And I just can't understand it. Okay. And if somebody can tell me otherwise, great. Um, so some time ago, I was uh, put in Psychology Today. That is an online magazine. Used to be a printed magazine. I don't know if it still is. Um, and uh, I was called something I never heard of. And I thought it was something that we all kind of had... Uh, an inkling to have happened to them. You know what I'm saying? With uh, people who are involved in the paranormal, we tend to have electronic things go goofy or haywire around us. And um, I have that, and uh, I got tired of it. And I thought, (laughs) I got to figure this thing out. You know, I got to definitely um, get these machines to play nice because I couldn't get things done. I couldn't get homework done in college and just so many things. And uh, so I learned to reach out and to get this understanding, if you will. It's kind of kind of a weird thing to, to say. Um, so I could indeed uh, make use of whatever is in front of me, but I, I can't grasp cashiers and their machines. I just can't. They just have to act crazy. It's like always these never happened befores wherever I'm going. And I'm like, of course, of course. I've just taken it as it comes. Um, But there is something that my iPad did. Okay. And I I write a lot on my iPad. And uh, I don't usually link it up to public Wi-Fi because if I'm out in public with it, I'm not... I'm not doing it to have access to public Wi-Fi. I only do that at home outside of, uh, even with my cell phone, I don't do that. I don't do public Wi-Fi, right? Um, so I was I was at um, one of my hangouts, uh, Starbucks, and uh, I'm like writing some things and, and I went to put up my iPad, right? And <laughs> this is crazy. I, I think I might've mentioned kind of briefly this having happened, but I go to put it up. And I realized, oh, I wanted to finish writing something on this thing that I was writing, you know. So I pull out my uh, my little keyboard and I prop up my iPad and I start to try to type, right? And and the document looks funny. And I'm like, what is wrong? This doesn't look right. And I couldn't edit it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the craziest thing, I started hearing this this voice coming from somewhere. And I'm like, is that my cell phone? You know, did I accidentally tap it? Nope. Sitting on the on the table. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm literally thinking, is the the detachable keyboard, is that making the sound? I pick up the keyboard, I'm trying to listen. I'm sure the people in the shop are looking at me like, what is this lady doing? And and I'm like, well, it can't be my iPad. You know, it's it's not on with Wi-Fi. And and I knew. I knew that this was one of my weird electronic things that I have going on. But and usually when they happen now, uh, if it's something that I own or I'm in the possession of, um, 
it'll do things that are more complementary, that'll be helpful with something, right? So it doesn't usually work against me so much anymore because I've learned how to uh, manage, if you will, these things um, better, I should say. Not always, but uh, sometimes they like to, I think, I think they like to, um, I don't know, get a rise out of me sometimes, but I, it's just, that sounds weird. It's like, I really am sane, I swear. <laughs> um, but th- these things happen. And so I was like, okay, I look at my iPad. My iPad is up to date with all of its things, you know, and um, it's not like doing anything that it shouldn't be able to do, right? And I look and I see my document is open, but I hear something playing. I'm like, it is coming from my iPad. Well, that is impossible because, again, my iPad is not on the Wi-Fi. So I pull out my cell phone and I start recording because I like to try to document these things now. And I'm like, I go to see if my Wi-Fi is on. It is not. See if there's any internet, any internet connection, nothing is on. Okay. I'm like, all right, so I need to find out how something is even able to play behind my Word document while I have it open and typing when I have not, like, hit anything to, to go. I mean, it's just, I, I don't, on an iPad, and you guys, somebody tell me if I'm wrong, but I have never been able to play anything uh, like a video behind a Word document. When you switch over to your Word document, it stops playing your YouTube, right? Or, or anything like that. But nonetheless, it has no Wi-Fi or internet connection. It is all turned off. Bluetooth, not, I don't have anything on it. Um, so I go and I'm videotaping and I, I'm trying to, I'm clicking through to find, I'm like, YouTube is not on. Okay. But I hear a woman's voice, and uh, the topic she's speaking on is something I'll have to address at a later time. But, uh, and I'm like, okay, okay, I think that's one of my tabs on my, uh, <laughs> on, on my, on my, uh, what do you say, the, the Safari app was open, and that's like all the internet connections and everything. So I'm like, okay, um, it's, this is what's open, and I open it, and I'm not kidding you, I have 500 500 tabs open on my Safari on the internet there. I just leave them open. I just, I'm just weird like that because I don't want to have to search for something again if I have it popped open. And sure enough, one of these random 500 tabs is pulled open and is playing a video on there. And I'm just frozen. And I'm like, how is this even possible? How? I flip back again and I check to see the internet. It's not hooked up. Wi-Fi, not hooked up, nothing. And I'm like, and I'm saying out the video, how is this possible? How's this happening? I totally have no idea, idea how this is going on. And and for myself, again, it was very relevant to something I was writing about. Uh, it was very relevant to uh, some things that I've been looking into and researching. And just to have this extra, like nod like electronic nod to say keep going in that direction and now this was a tab that I had open I don't know probably a couple of months earlier so it was nothing I was actively watching or looking at so it literally went through my tabs whatever this force is pulled that one open scrolled down the screen where the the video was and press play And um, I just have no explanation for it. I I really just don't. Um, I know there's weird updates that happen on iPads and different things, but this is just unexplainable for myself. I I just, I just don't know. But um, I just wanted to share that here in more detail um, if I had mentioned briefly earlier on another show. But this, it just keeps playing in my head. Like, how? How? I mean, the machine, quote, empath, uh bit uh, synesthesia and how that's related is, is something that I'm still trying to learn more on and uh, explore and apparently I'm the only quote machine empath the, out of the five uh, that the journalists had found who can uh, could help control the machines and, and what they're doing it's it's I don't know is that evolution I, I don't know 
But just thought I'd share that. And we're going to get to your emails after this. Oh, boy. I don't know what's in it. So we're going to all explore this together. So, again, go to HeidiHollis.com. And you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As mentioned, today is all about your emails and whatever is going on out there. And again, I'm just reading these cold turkey. And uh, so if there's like flubs in the language or whatever, I'm kind of piecing it together as I go along. So I might might stumble a little bit here and there but um (laughs) i'm always excited to see what's in there because it's it's so weird how randomly the letters will connect with each other but you never know you never know but again don't forget go to shadowfolks.com and tell me what's going on and check out what i have on that site and also i have a paranormal comic strip at the Outlanders Comics on Instagram and at theoutlanderscomics.com. All right. Okay. We're, we're diving in. Okay. This one says, hi, Heidi. I read your book about the hat man, the true story of evil encounters. Woohoo. I found it to be very insightful and relatable to my lone experience. I was 20 years old when I encountered the hat man during the night on Friday, October 3rd, 2014. Early in the night, I woke up, and I felt like something was watching me. But I shoved it off and tried to go back to sleep. A couple of hours later, I woke up screaming at the top of my lungs as I felt a large... uh, 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 Okay, I got chills. A large, hairy spider (laughs) crawling on my face. Oh, Oh, gosh. Okay. As I tried scratching it off, it jumped on the wall in my room 
Hmm. When I look at my door, which was closed when I went to sleep, I saw the hat man. Ugh. The door was open and light was illuminating behind him. I start screaming even louder. And when I blinked, the hat man was gone. Ooh, uh, believe it or not, that's, that's, that's common. That is common. So I jumped out of bed, tripped over everything on the floor, and searched for the light switch, which felt like an eternity to get on. As I'm still screaming, oh man, I banged on my parents' door to wake them up. When they see me, they're in a state of shock and tell me to look in the mirror. Oh, 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 did you guys get that weird um, chill? I got a weird chill. My face was bleeding from when I scratched myself trying to get the spider off of my face. Whew. Oh, gosh. I was in complete panic and my entire body was shaking. I was terrified and couldn't explain what I saw. Mm. I didn't want to go back in my room, but I tried even though I saw a real spider on the ceiling, which wasn't there the night before. After three days, the spider disappeared. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, am I reading this right? You're saying... Ugh. Okay, you guys, for anybody who doesn't know, I have had shadow spiders be the number one culprit in my life, which really moved me to write about shadow people to begin with. And uh, yeah, they are very, very solid seeming and like real spider uh, type of thing that um, physically would move my sheets and blankets on the bed when they would walk. When they would drop from the ceiling, they would thud and shake my bed. And that's how I usually woke up to them personally. This is, uh, this is just, so I can understand the horror of what this person is speaking to here, because I am just, uh, I guess I'm kind of reliving it where it's kind of hitting me more. Um, but you, so you're saying after three days, a spider disappeared. So you saw a real spider on the ceiling. Okay. And then it disappeared after three days. Okay. All right. That, that could happen. Um, you might've got hungry and just passed out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the scratching of your face, I mean, I have jumped up grabbing items to try to smash the spiders that I witnessed myself. So um, totally makes sense to me that you would have reacted as physically as you could. But um, all right, I'm continuing. I'm continuing. <laughs> I didn't know this shadow man was the hat man until 2019 after doing some research. I just knew that it was very tall, like seven feet. You guys hear this? This is, they're big. Yeah, they're big. He's big. <laughs> like seven feet and was wearing a top hat and a trench coat. Okay, hold on. Okay, so it's something I think I mentioned on the last program. Yeah, usually if Hat Man is wearing a top hat, he wears a cape with it. I don't know if it's like some kind of vanity choice. I don't know. Um, and then when he uses like the other types of hats or no hat at all, it, at all, it's a trench coat. So, but this, this is a top hat with a trench coat. So you see why I kind of group him with uh, the same guy. People will say, oh, they're two different deities or entities or whatever. Um, but I get a lot of these that come combine the outfits. Um, I don't know. Maybe he had an off day. Uh, I don't know. Um, so anyways, okay, continuing. It scared the life out of me. And a year later, I actually, oh, I actually had to be institutionalized in a psychiatric hospital. Before seeing the hat man, I had recently dropped out of college that past spring and was really struggling to find purpose in my life. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, since I was six years old, I have suffered many traumatic experiences, including several nightmares, been hit by cars and in car accidents, been in a coma from asthma attacks. Wow. I used to hear voices. I was bullied at school and at home frequently 
where I feared for my life. And when I was 13, I found my older brother in the basement who had committed suicide. Oh my goodness. Oh, who wouldn't be traumatized? This is, this is horrible for anybody to have witnessed. Okay. I still think about the hat man every day. You guys, how many times have I mentioned how I've had people write me who claim that seeing Hatman just once has ruined lives because he is just that ultimately terrifying. And it's not just the view of him. It's what he emits. And just knowing the possibility of something of that nature existing, it's horrifying. All right. But to continue, I still think about the Hatman every day, but I am not afraid of him anymore. Rock on. That's cool. I now work at a state psychiatric hospital with patients who have committed very serious crimes, who mostly suffer from schizophrenia. Mm, yeah. I've been diagnosed with a few things like major depressive disorder and complex PTSD. I have fought demons in my dreams who tried stealing my heart and soul, but encountering the hat man was definitely the scariest I've experienced. I've spoken to counselors and psychiatrists, and somehow I'm the first they've heard of someone waking up bleeding? Huh? That's odd. I still can't rationalize that feeling that big, hairy spider caused me to cut myself on my face, and the hat man was just there staring at me. Mm. And uh, that comes from an Evan. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I hear in between the lines, I'm just reading between the lines that you mentioned working with those who are schizophrenic and how you personally have been labeled as having various uh, issues going on as well. And in all honesty, what you're mentioning here, I mean, I, I totally understand how anybody could have, uh, you know, issues in regards to their mental health after surviving and witnessing such things. But very much as those who have had alien abductions, they suddenly have PTSD and they don't know why. And then they find that it had alien hands involved. That's how a lot of abductees have found out where they're at in this whole scheme of uh, UFOs and aliens. And it, it's hard to overcome and it's hard to discuss these things with people with an open mind, uh, especially in the mental health field, when you're describing something that might fall in line with a, a mental health issue. Um, and they just kind of throw it in that category. And, and you can't blame them, though, either, because it's not like they have a PhD in parapsychology in combination with uh, the psych studies that they have. So they do their best in trying to help people who are asking for the help. So I do get it. And um, I, I don't know if always uh, people are dubbed properly, but I'm no doctor. That's just um, personal opinion in regards to how the paranormal works and knowing if this is truly a mental health uh, problem or if it's, uh, you know, something paranormally attached or if it's both. If you keep having Hatman coming every night and causing a lot of issues, I'd say that people are not sleeping well and it will look and uh, cause a lot of problems uh, with their mental health. So I think there's a lot of connections that need to be made um, to better understand these things. And, and also it helps when people who are victims to these strange, unearthly, demonic forces also uh, find a good support among friends and, uh, and dig and trying to find answers because uh, it's not easy. It really isn't easy. It's something that uh, a lot of us have to find our way to overcome it. And, um, and I see a lot of struggle and I see a lot of people really putting their whole hearts and lives into finding answers for themselves with good, good intentions and good reasoning to uh, all it is that, that they're, they're trying to find and write about. And people think, oh, you're just trying to make a buck. Um, actually, most of the people involved in these fields get involved because it's personal 
and uh, they want the next person to have it easier. So um, there's a few more things I want to mention in regards to this letter here, um, but I will have to address that after the break. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I had a very involved email from someone named Evan who was sharing about their traumatic instances in their life that uh, led to uh, a lot of PTSD and and other uh, mental health issues. But also, just prior to seeing a big, disgusting, hairy shadow spider on their face, they scraped it off their face, causing themselves to bleed out, and saw Hat Man standing in the doorway, just watching, just watching. And a year later, they had to be uh, institutionalized for a time. And, uh, you know, the trauma that this person experienced first off it's amazing just one of those instances would have caused a lot of harm in anybody's life and you went through a lot and uh one thing i I wanted to say in the face of (laughs) how real and connected shadow people are to hat man here's a prime example Here's a what seems to be a solid spider. That they seem so solid to myself when I experience them. So absolutely solid. And so much so that you you, know, you do anything to get this thing off your face and you scratch yourself in the process. And then there's Hatman. Just watching, taking in your horror, your terror. And that's something that he loves to do. So 
he does get his hands dirty, but his minions, which are these shadow people, and this is why I don't cut, I don't categorize him as a shadow being, um, because he could step out of the shadows, and um, and shadow spiders can also do the same in that regard, unfortunately, um, because man, I just I don't know how to describe that horror in dealing with shadow spiders, because yeah, I've seen them big and hairy, taking up the entire ceiling in my bedroom. Um, so I feel you. I absolutely feel you. Um, and something that's that's uh, uh, telling, I mentioned having Hat Man wearing the top hat with the trench coat. He changes his patterns, people. He does. He really does. And to say if it's one and the same, I'm leaning towards that the hat man and top hat man are definitely the same guy. I mean, he does the same stuff, same MO. Are there newer hat men coming forward? Well, that is a conversation to be had because I think I've chatted on that here enough. Um, <laughs> but there's a possibility. Again, I don't have all the answers. This is a growing uh, problem out there that I'm doing my best to keep track of and keep on top of. Uh, but again, here he is seven feet tall. Hatman, I've heard of him being anywhere from six feet, usually on up to 14 feet. Can you imagine? But seven feet? Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's a, a pretty common one. And also him being so tall walking into a room that his back is touching the ceiling. Can't even, can't even. I, I, my mind, no, Mm-mm, no, not comfortable. So one of the things I want to put also to you, Evan, and what it is that you've experienced, Hatman is not just an observer of horror and terror as you've dealt with in your life. You are a strong person to have gone through what you have and come out on top to help other people in uh, other mental health crises in your job. But he also creates problems. He instigates problems. He knocks the tree over on your car problems. He kicks your dog when you're not looking problems. He helps you slip down the stairs kind of problem. He is as awful as you can imagine. So I'm looking at this list of horrific stuff that you've dealt with. And you mentioned having fought with demons in your dreams. This is an element of Hatman as well. And you said tried stealing your heart and soul. This is an element of Hatman as well. And if those things are working for him, doing these things for him, like you saw the shadow spider was working for him. I mean, did he whip it at you across the room? Or did the shadow spider do a little nod and say, I got this, boo, and, uh, you know, take you on? Uh, who knows? But they're all connected. And he does direct them and they do report to him. And it's it seems so odd. It's so twisted. And it's like, here, I'm speaking with authority. Like, how would I know? Well, that's another long story. Um, <laughs> I didn't get it from myself. Uh, <laughs> but um, even dealing with these demons in your dreams and, and whatnot, I haven't heard you here mention that you've, you've had anything else happen with Hatman. But if the demonic dreams are still happening, that means he's trying to weaken you and gain access to you. So no matter what, you still have a battle that's going on because those dreams, they're doing it for a reason. They're doing it for a reason because it works. First off, it weakens and it helps them identify your weakness. Like it seems like, you know, of course it's just a dream, but it's also a part of you and you're taking actions in those dreams like you might take in real life. And they're like, oh, they took a left instead of a right. So that's their choice. Okay, so we know where to throw the tree at next time. I, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, it, it's just these things that they do and why they're figuring you out. They're like drawing out a map of who you are. And yeah, they're trying to take your soul and your heart and your dreams. This is, uh, this is such a common thing. And it, it disgusts me. And uh, I'm so sorry that you're having to deal with the things that you are. But your life example of the things that you, you're discussing here, it's such a wide scale. And it just breaks my heart that anybody is dealing with these things as you are. And uh, know that you're not alone. But please, whatever you do, 
clear these things out. If you join my group on Facebook, I have posted there uh, the blessing on how to clear these things out of your home. It's no charge. I just, I don't know how to place a, a price on a soul. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it's uh, called the Shadow People and Hat Man Experiencer on Facebook. And I have that pinned there so you'll know how to get rid of these things. And um, it, it works. It works. I, I, I always tell people, let me know how it goes. I don't hear anything more. So I know it worked. Um, but interesting enough, I just had an uh, email uh, from somebody in Argentina, and I have to do Google Translate on it. I'm like, what are they saying? What are they saying? And I'd sent them the blessing on what to do in their home to get rid of this demonic presence. And I want to say it was a couple of months ago I sent that to them, and they Google Translated it, and they just recently got back to me and say, oh, by the way, it worked. We have no more problems. Thank you so much. Google Translate back. Awesome. <laughs> Muy bueno. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I always like to hear back to know that it, it went well. Uh, but most of the time, I, I'm assuming that it did. So all right. Um, I want to thank you so much for writing me, Devin. I hope this was helpful. Your story was definitely helpful to myself and to others that are listening. All right. So getting over to the next email. This one says, hello, Heidi. I'm 26 years old now. When I was around 20, I had this, quote, dream of being in a UFO, I'm guessing. I woke up in my dream being strapped to a table with my vision foggy. I looked to my left to see a woman fighting being strapped back down. White walls and table. Huge tubes that look like incubators. Oh, man. I went back unconscious and woke up running from a different room and others running as well. You guys, you know, these things affect me when I, I read these because I just, this is horrible. It's just horrible. When is abduction okay for anybody? Huh? When? Because uh, I don't think it's okay. I don't think this is cute, fun, or sweet, or feeling chosen. Okay, all right. Continuing. I found my way to the control room, question mark. I saw space and fainted. I woke up in my bed the next day. A week later, after researching UFOs, I started to have what the therapist called, quote, sleep paralysis. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, this is just... Where this dark figure with a trench coat and most of the time a black hat would show up. He would be in the corner of the bedroom staring in the middle of the night. He would be in my dreams, torturing me for months, almost a year. The dreams would be in my house sometimes after settling, sometimes making me blind or see anything he wanted. I felt crazy, or why was I having these dreams all the time? They put this in all caps. To this day, I still believe it was more than just sleep paralysis. I have a journal where I drew some of my, quote, dreams. I don't know. I heard a story about shadow people, and there are just way too many similarities to my story that are scary. I'm going to try to continue to find my journal. I have it packed away. I couldn't get rid of it. It has basically evidence of my experience. Again, I didn't believe in UFOs or ghosts or anything till this started happening to me. I would really like answers on what you think I have experienced. To this day, I believe I had seen ghosts or something. Oh, thanks, Larry. Um, I just, uh, man, you know, sometimes I get these emails and I am just like, I can't help but to be raw about it. Because that, I felt that. That's, uh, that's just devastating. That's just absolutely devastating. And, uh, whew, I can't imagine. I can't imagine, um, 
you know, every single time somebody goes through a, a horrible state of fear like that, I, I just, uh, it just paints a picture for me. But I want to address this uh, after the break here because I just kind of break this down. Uh, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I had a very moving email um, and uh, from Larry, and this this just uh, this one really hit me because um, I, I couldn't help but to be a bit emotional about it because it, it's. It's just a life right in the midst of all of this I've been talking about for 20 plus years now and the connection between abducting alien beings and these shadow beings and hat man. And uh, you know, for years I was hearing uh, chat uh, saying I'm talking about science fiction and um, it's not. It's not science fiction. This is something that uh, people experience at extreme levels, like Larry here, who, uh, who, boy, just six years ago, had a crazy so-called dream of being strapped down on a table against their will and watching somebody else get strapped down and fighting, fighting this and, and just running room to room as others are running in terror room to room and um, fainted when they saw space was outside the window. Uh, You know, and and then to wake up (laughs) the next day 
and um, looked up UFOs and whatnot and and started seeing a therapist. And uh, they're told all of a sudden they have sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, man. But backing up for a second. The terror being on board a craft that... Uh, People will say they're a contactee now versus being abducted. But a contact is a, you know, hi, how are you? Have a seat. <laughs> Not this, I'm going to strap you to that table. You know, that's that's abduction. That's against your will. That's that's going a bit too far. That's uh, causing harm, PTSD, where um, this person is not saying this may have caused the reason why they're seeing a therapist, but it got brought up. Um, so here, here's this crazy scenario, right? You have this crazy thing going on and all of a sudden you start, uh, (laughs) you start having this, uh, sleep paralysis problem that doctors will dub as that, you know, sleep paralysis wasn't anything in conversation until I started getting word out on shadow people and hat man. All of a sudden, Ooh, we got to figure out how to stomp this truth out, uh, Let's make it a medical problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where's a trench coat and a hat? Oh, sleep paralysis. You're not even gonna give him a name. I mean, I did. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's so in your face right here in this short email to say uh, one week I'm experiencing this so-called dream that seems so real. These are what I call like. Uh, I don't know. These, these, I shouldn't say it's a waking dream. This is so real. It happened. Okay. This is not a waking dream. This is, this is an actual scenario because it falls in place with what I've heard for decades now. Um, people who are being tortured, tortured, uh, and, and doing awful things. And, um, to them haven't been done to them by alien beings and, and breaking free and trying to run for your life. And, and, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, was that real? It's like, hold on. How often do I dream about being strapped down on a table in space by aliens? I mean, something, uh, something's odd here. And then all of a sudden trench, trench coat, uh, hatted guy comes into the door and you're like, you're being tortured in your dreams for months, almost a year. I mean, Larry, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that this has been happening to you. Whew, the methods and the locations and, uh, you know, people that will tell me, well, Hatman didn't scare me or Hatman didn't do anything to me. So I don't know. He feels like he's a protector of sorts. Here you got a person who's being tortured and tortured could be a lot of things. And a, and a lot of times people won't give details. And I'm not saying this is Larry's situation, but it could be anywhere from biting, scratching, punching, um, beating, Anything that you can imagine, including raping, reaching into their chest, tugging on their soul, just disgusting things, absolutely disgusting things. And uh, this is this is an ongoing thing. Of course, Larry, anybody would feel crazy going through this and having so few to relate to. And then and then the the doctor is telling you sleep paralysis here. This will help you sleep better during the night. So what you're forgetting, what's going on? Uh, Larry, I know of thousands that have written me over the years, but it's in the millions, I'm certain, of people who are experiencing this sleep paralysis, dealing with a man in a suit. Um, I think we have wider imaginations to have something be dressed differently. But if you're all waking up to the same thing, it's for a reason. He, first off, he wants to be noticed. He would change it up a lot more otherwise, right? But no, he's making sure that we all are figuring it out, that it's him that's the cause of all this. And for those people who say, well, shadow people, hat men aren't so bad because I'm okay. Your day will come, unfortunately, because they won't stop. You'll wonder why you suddenly feel icky in a room or suddenly your family isn't getting along or suddenly everybody's getting sick or suddenly everybody's having accidents. You could give him a little nod because he loves to do this kind of stuff to people. 
and it's absolutely disgusting. And it, and it, you would think after all these years, I would have thicker skin. I'm okay with myself and the things that I deal with, but I don't like to hear of first off children dealing with this. And I sure don't like to hear of anybody dealing with this at any level. It's absolutely wrong and it's absolutely disgusting and something needs to be done. And uh, that's my grassroots effort. What I'm doing is informing you. I'm informing everybody. And it's one person at a time. It's the reaching out, telling people what's going on around you so you're not isolating yourself because these things love to isolate people, to break them down, to make them think that they're crazy, to make them feel inferior and suddenly not confident in what they're experiencing. This is a major problem out there. And, um, but we're going to change that, right? Larry, you reached out, you put it out there and it's going to help the next person. And you reaching out to me lets me know that you are ready to kick this stuff to the curb. It doesn't sound like you're still having the level of experiences that you were back then. But if you have these dreams going on to any extent, it's done. It's a wrap. It's time to be done with it. And uh, how you do that is blessing your space, first off. And again, I welcome you. Go to Facebook and look for Shadow People and Hat Man Experiencer Group. And I have it pinned there about how you bless your space, your home, where you work, and yourself. Because wherever you go, you keep that blessing with you. I do it. I keep it with me because I know these things hate my guts. I take that as a compliment, however. Um, so <laughs> I am never uh, unprotected. I do my best. Uh, sure, sometimes things will try to creep in. If I move uh, to a location that has something living there, I always have to bless my space again because um, I'm in a new location and I have to essentially uh, mark my territory with a blessing. Okay. And, uh, you can do this and you can get rid of it. So funny how this, uh, sleep paralysis condition that, uh, gets dubbed out there goes away with a blessing. Hmm. I don't know how that works, huh? I guess it must be real then. And again, I'm no doctor. Uh, sometimes people do have issues that continue on and people are like, why? I did everything. I, I followed the letter and I did this and that. And I'm like, you also have to put intention behind it. You also have to mean what you're saying and know what you're saying and have no doubts in what you're saying. But I honestly, honestly, people can say one name and these things go away as well. Jesus don't have to even have the the size of a mountain of faith. What was that saying in the Bible? To have the faith the size of a mustard seed. It works time and time again. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not an exorcist. I'm not a preacher. I'm just a person (laughs) that has been uh, told and taught what works. And uh, this does work. And Larry, again, I can't thank you enough for your email. It, 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 I'm telling you guys, I, sometimes I just get really like <sighs> knocked because it moves me to that extent. And I can't help but to get emotional about it because I'm like still, still. And I just feel like, you know, there's got to be something more I can do to reach people. And um, so hoping and praying that I get to a bigger level of spreading this word and warning out there. So again, I thank you both who uh, wrote me. I have more emails and I would welcome anybody who's experiencing anything out of the ordinary or has research they want to share here on the show. You're more than welcome. Or if there's people that you'd like me to have on the show, or if there's a topic you want me to tackle, I am fully open to your suggestions, but you got to suggest them. So go to my website, which is shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and tell me about it. Give me as much detail as you can. And also check out my paranormal comic strip, which is theoutlanderscomic.com or follow me on Instagram at theoutlanderscomic. Woo! 
Ooh, I'm telling you, this one, uh, this was a doozy, guys. Um, but I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this all again next week. How about that? You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody, and happy Easter. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.